Shabbat Shalom, friends. This week is Parshat Ve'era, the second section in this book of names. And as we had learned before, herein lies the extension of Genesis, meaning Genesis was the creation of everything in a potential state. Now, to make manifest, make manifest the light force of God and all of these potential energies that are available each and every single month, each and each and every single experience that we have, how do you make that manifest? Notice how you take from the potential into the actual. How do you take something which which uh, is in a realm of possibly metaphysics and now bring it down into this physical reality. So this is Genesis, that potential reality, and now we are into the actual technology of things. And so we have here in this section of the era the beginning of the actual manifestation of this awesome power of the light force of God, which includes variations of that light force, because if, we, if we're baking bread and we want to have the inclusion of the light force into perfection of this bread, you, you, you draw upon the light force that is going to address baking. I'm giving you the, this... Uh, this kind of outlandish example, but yes, even in baking, even in cooking, we uh, know that uh, when you when you uh, when you prepare something, if it's done with love, what does love mean? Uh, you're you're actually hoping to include within the uh, this this food that you're preparing that it tastes different than it would if the energy or the light force of God or what we refer to as love had not been included within this uh, this preparation of the food. So now we are into the era, the actual beginning of technology that can begin to improve our lives, that can begin to uh, permit the control over the physical manifestation, over the physical reality. Because again, let remind you that the problem that mankind endures and experiences is the fact that these problems only become manifest on that physical level. It is the immaterial level is not affected by satan or by chaos and so therefore as science has come to that conclusion of mind over matter we too with our certainty of mind over matter which is strongly urged by the Zohar but the problem has always been, how do you bridge mind immaterial? 
the 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 uh, non-physical reality now bring it together combine it with the uh, the physical expression that physical uh, reality that we experience that we want to control which we should be able to control and so we have the beginning of this technology and the first lesson that we learn regarding technology is an amazing lesson in chapter 6 of of this section Ve'era and it says when God says to Moses go unto Pharaoh king of Egypt and tell him that he must send the Israelites out from his land and Moses says to God the Jews don't listen to me how will Pharaoh listen to me? And furthermore, I told you, Ani Aral Sipatayim. I am one who is of uncircumcised lips. Uncircumcised lips. I, I always thought that circumcision had something to do with, uh, with the penis. I didn't know that there was such a thing as uncircumcised lips. But if we recall that in section of one, or the first section of the Book of Names, which is referred to as Shemot names, when God was was having this conversation with Moses, and Moses again told God, he says, but how, how can I speak to the children of Israel? I am, again, this Aral Sipatayim. Meanwhile, we use that expression, uncircumcised lips, because the, uh, the origin of Aral is really someone who is uncircumcised. Someone who is uncircumcised the the naming of or the or the the, uh, the description of that person is uncircumcised. That's what the word means. So therefore, the translators into any language will, of necessity, translate as the word indicates, uncircumcised. But here we're dealing with the lips, and al sifatayim sifatayim meaning lips. But Moses had already declared this uh, impediment to God as if God doesn't know. You must bear that in mind too that uh, Moses is is now telling telling God, you know, uh, you know, you know, I I got this this speech impediment, and you are uh, you're asking me to go speak to uh, the. Uh, the Israelites, and now you want me to go speak to uh, Pharaoh. But if we recall, what did what did God say to Moses? Moses, this condition of yours concerning your lips is something that I, the Creator of man, created. Don't you think for a moment that I could restore your lips? 
to a normal condition. And that's where it ended. And now Moses brings this up again. Saying, how can you ask me to go to Pharaoh? But if that wasn't enough, that wasn't enough, we move quickly forward to section 6, verse 29, where again God is instructing Moses to go unto Pharaoh, and you repeat to Pharaoh all that I shall tell you. And Moses answers before God, but I am of uncircumcised lips. How will Pharaoh listen to me? Wow, you know, this is the third time that Moses is reminding God of the problem that he has. And what about the answer of God in that first encounter where Moses said, I, you know, I can't speak right. And of course, that is question that the Zohar has raised to which the Zohar answers something so profound yet so simple it says let us analyze what is speech speech is a combination of voice and word so voice, a sound, sorry, I meant sound. Sound and words. No, there is, uh, that's a sound. Yes, that means within that word yes, we have now the combination of that sound plus the word. And the Zohar makes the distinction that here, in fact, the Zohar says there is a secret. It is a secret that is being revealed here. That Moses is voice. What does that mean? Zerampin, that other reality, that other parallel universe the flawless universe. That is called voice. Where does that voice come from? It comes from another level, that parallel universe. It is only when that voice becomes manifested in words, those words now are considered to be in another category. That sound now has been brought into another realm, another reality, which is the reality of Malchut, this world as we experience it, this world filled with chaos, pain, and suffering. And so when Moses was saying, I am aral sifatai, meaning the lips are are the instruments by which our words, our voice, our thoughts become manifest.
Moses was teaching us something so valuable. Torah was teaching us something so valuable. That mankind has a thought and then he makes it manifest in words. Thought again is within that realm of the non-physicality. That it is not always the case of when you speak that your thought has become manifest. In fact, you may have a very specific idea that your thought wishes to convey. And yet you can have an audience of 10,000 people and there is a possibility that what you thought and what you said may have been understood in 10,000 different ways, different from each other. How is that possible? Because when this world, when this world takes over and the control over this world has not yet been achieved. And that's what we're talking about. Controlling this physical nature, this physical reality. Mind over matter. That's what it's all about. That Moses was on that other level and therefore, when he would speak to Pharaoh, Pharaoh wouldn't hear what he's got to say. The same way as the, as the Israelites didn't want to listen to him. Why? And people don't listen. What we have to say sometimes. Our own children don't hear what we're saying. But it's so clear. Why is it so difficult to understand is our constant frustration with family, friends, with whomever we feel that we want to impart some good advice, and yet it remains unheard. It is because thoughts, voice, which are included in another realm, if that malchut, if that conveyor as the orla, that that foreskin that has to be removed, you know why it has to be removed? Because it embodies, it embodies in fact in circumcision as we have explained so often, embodies the chaos, negativity of this physical reality. And so what Moses was saying that my voice will not will not reach, cannot reach, because it's of another dimension. I need someone, someone else, which ultimately came which came and brought about the appointment of Aaron, a pure soul in the Malchut level. That when Moses spoke to Aaron, 
And Aaron then would convey the message, that message would be heard. So before we even make an attempt to give advice or speak to our children, or speak to our families, we must understand that our lips are unfortunately in the realm of malchut, uncircumcised. And if those lips haven't been purified, those lips have not been brought up to a level that will be comparable to the flawless universe of Zerampin, that other universe that we all strive to, to, to connect with, words will be unheard. And it will simply be an exercise in futility. And so this is our first lesson. Now when we are speaking of mind over matter, no matter what, mind over matter, whatever is included within that topic, we must be constantly aware. How's the Malchut doing? How's that level of this flawless, of this chaotic universe? How is it doing? Have we done something to purify it? Have we done something to make it comparable, similar to that flawless universe? Has our tongue been filled with a little lush and hurrah? evil tongue. Many of these aspects that the tongue is involved with, truth, falsehood, all with the tongue, all with the lips. How have we been doing there? Have we lied a little? Mind over matter cannot come together unless that malchut resembles, unless that malchut is comparable, or might we say is as pure as that level of Zeron Pin, that parallel universe. And then we go on to the technology of the plagues, ten plagues, creating suffering for the Egyptian. Wow, boy, the Israelites are getting back at them. I mean, is this what it's all about? Of course the answer is no. We're speaking about technology being couched in this fable, in this story. Because that is the only way, says the Zohar, by which we can begin to comprehend, to begin to have a glimpse of this 50th, 60th century technology that at the moment, that at the moment our minds could not fathom as science today doesn't begin to fathom the technology that the center has already revealed just so far beyond them and therefore they must of necessity reject it because they are in 21st century science. What we have here goes far beyond 
way into the future. And therefore we come to these plays. What were these plays? These plays were again demonstrations. Demonstrations of the ability of mankind to accomplish the idea of mind over matter. Because so long as we do not conquer that intrinsic energy of matter, which is chaos, which is time, space, and motion, which is the limiting factor of mankind, they will of necessity be chaos, illness, cancer, you name it, war, human suffering. It is unavoidable. And so here we get our first lesson. With what? That all the waters of Egypt turned into blood. And then Pharaoh comes to Moses and pleads with him, please turn it back to water. Which he does. But what have, do we have here? The first plague. What's the plague? It was a demonstration that the essential waters as we experience it today is so polluted, so corrupt, with what? With nuclear waste. With other pollution. And we forget for a moment, where does that pollution come from? Was this the original intent that water, which is the which is the the mainstay of of all of of civilization, of all of of the physical character of this universe? Earth is surrounded by 70-80% of water. Our bodies are 80-90% of water. Our cells 80-90%. Everything is water. But there's very little of this of the solid material that we are familiar with. And here we are told it's profound, so awesome technology that merely by listening to Torah reading of this plague, this Shabbat, and if you didn't have the opportunity to get to listen to Torah reading, my friends, water, that essential item, the mainstay, of life cannot become revealed and unveiled with all that its true its true character its true composite that originally was intended at the time of creation to be that pure 
reinforcement of the physical body so that we become we become immune to all of the chaos in whatever form they take place. Shabbat Shalom.